A few years ago, I got the idea that I wanted my own brand for women to sell women's clothing and lingerie, but I had no idea where to get started. But then I found Shopify. <coughs> Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. One of the biggest obstacles for a first-time shop owner like me is having no e-commerce experience, but Shopify simplified everything so much that the site has become the least of my worries. From the graphic design aspect to making customer service super easy on my end, there's nothing you can't do. They give you everything you need to take control of your business, even as a beginner. Sign up now for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash for the girls, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash for the girls now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash for the girls. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I'm headed on a trip to Aruba, so I had to go on a huge shopping spree for all new summer clothes, so I know that's exactly how I would use the money I got from Earn In. So make Earn In a part of your financial routine and join Earn In's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earn In, I think about financial stability, security, it gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in For The Girls under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. For The Girls under podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Settling is not an option for me. Everything I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? <laughs> because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today, we're talking about balance, physical health, and mental health with Anne Catherine and Caroline Kaneen, who are 21-year-old twin sisters. I had so much fun talking with them. And after you listen to this conversation, you need to head to their podcast, Girls With Goals, because they interviewed me as well. So we did a little bit of a swap. So you're getting two in one day. They talked with me about all things confidence and standards. And again, it was just such a great conversation. Girls With Goals is about living your best life in every phase and following your wildest passions. By sharing their own experiences, struggles, goals, and learnings, they bring you into their lives while supporting you through yours. Again, I had so much fun talking with them. They're very down-to-earth and just truly a breath of fresh air. I also really loved their perspectives around confidence, and I think you girls will too. So let's get into the interview. Welcome, Caroline and Anne Catherine. I'm so excited to have you girls on. Introduce yourself to the girls. 
Hi, I'm Caroline. I'm in Catherine. We are so excited to come on for the girls and to talk to you guys about not only us, just chat with Victoria and talk about all things balance, healthy lifestyle, confidence, all the good stuff. Yeah, we host the podcast Girls With Goals. We're twins. We're 21 twins. And so that has definitely made it super natural for us to have a podcast together because we're like always together and it keeps us kind of on the same schedule to record. But also I think, you know, we always have these conversations about health and wellness and life and just like, you know, the balance of life, different topics of life with each other. And so we decided after we were kind of each on our own individual social media journeys in the past that we wanted to do the podcast and have something that was more long form conversational and kind of bring those deeper, bigger conversations that we were always finding ourselves having to the public. So Girls With Goals has been around for about two years now. You know, it's just been a fun ride since then, building it, building the community around it and kind of defining like what our messaging is and what it is that we want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone who listens to podcasts or Victoria, of course, knows that podcasts are so special because you get to actually go deep into a topic and you have the space to kind of talk about multiple different sides of things rather than on social media or if you're trying to condense something into even an email or something way more short form you have to really pick and choose one side of something and I don't think that's the case I mean with everything we talk about we talk about all the nuances we go deep and talk about all of our perspectives experience so I just love having the space of a podcast to go into everything but we talk about healthy lifestyle it started more like health and fitness and as we've grown and evolved Mm -hmm. in our own personal lives it's expanded to just lifestyle of course with notes of healthy living healthy mindset like confidence is huge for us and Mm -hmm. just a a driven I mean it's called girls with goals so the the basis is being driven having your shit going on and our our audience is the same and we love talking with everyone about it so it's been great to have the show so far I love that. I also think, as I'm, of course, I'm looking at you girls, but I think you might have the same exact voice as well. Like you look a little I, bit alike, but I think yeah. you sound the same. Like totally. I think we sound pretty similar. So I wonder when people are listening to us. I mean, I bet consistent listeners are definitely good at deciphering it, but we try to like every once in a while, we're like, wait, new people might not be able to figure this out. So we try to kind of reintroduce ourselves every once in a while for new people to be like, it's two different voices. Yeah. Yeah. I, we don't look alike. Like most people, we tell them we're twins. And sometimes we look so similar and people are like, are, will come up to us and be like, are you twins? But that's honestly a little bit rare. People will tell them we're twins. They're like, oh my God, I wouldn't even, yeah. I thought you guys were just good friends. Like that's, so we don't look totally like um obviously like some angles some lightings we can get a picture where we look alike but yeah our voices I guess it's hard to decipher when it's just one or the other yeah I was thinking that as you guys were like flip-flopping back and forth because like girls who are listening like that was both of them going back and (laughs) I was thinking like you keep like flip-flopping back and forth and the voice doesn't change I'm like I guarantee someone listening would think it's the same person speaking that's that's so funny (laughs) So speaking of being twins, obviously, I feel like, okay, twin telepathy, I think that's like a real thing, right? Like you guys like. To an extent, maybe I think we can. I mean, if you spend enough time with your friends, 
you can kind of pick up on yeah. different like cues and mannerisms. I don't, I think that might be what it is. I mean, okay. we've been together our whole lives. The, we have some weird things. Like one time we were nine or something like that. She was, we were snowboarding. I was at the top of the mountain and she was down and like ended up breaking her arm on the way down. And I was like, felt like I was like, oh my, I don't know if maybe I made this up when I was nine. You actually, made now that up. I'm thinking about it. But I was like, oh, I felt something weird in my arm or I don't know. <laughs> just like any intuition with family or friends, I think that's what it is. We don't we can like talk to yeah. each other. <laughs> I, I mean, I think for the most part, it's it's less genetic and more so like we we have to know each other better than anybody else because there's nobody else that you are like both friends and family with and we run a business together. Like and I think it's probably similar for any twins who are close. It's like the the sharing of friends and of family, like mm-hmm. nothing else can make two people more intertwined. Yeah, no, I get that. First of all, like not you romanticizing her, breaking her arm. We love, we <laughs> yeah, love like, that. Thinking we about love it, like, like making that moment that about up. you. Like, yeah, that's, like, how can I make so this about me? Truly. <laughs> so that's funny. But really what made me think about that question was because like you said, you guys, you girls decided to like, create the podcast and do that but I'm curious how it really came to be was there like a twin sense of like you both thinking you want to do this or did one come up with it like how did it really like start yeah so we both from the beginning so it's just the two of us we don't have any other siblings we would always be taking videos and like making little iMovies when we were like six you know from the beginning and whenever we would go on family vacations or like family trips or like family dinners even like it's literally just the two of us and our parents we had we got creative we would be so creative (laughs) we'd be so creative and we would like make these little videos or like content create to whatever extent you can at like 10 years old and we we were super interested in that creative outlet we loved like even though they were stupid videos like love making those and it kind of evolved into we grew up internationally, so we grew up... Um, We're from we- New Hampshire, but we lived in Hong Kong for four years growing up. So we grew up traveling a lot, and, like, that that's a whole that's different a whole part different of topic. our story as well. But in terms of the creative outlet... Like, you know, we were always, we were in cool places. We were making little travel vlogs. And I think then we moved back to the U.S. to New Hampshire for high school. And I think like our senior year of high school or something, when probably when COVID happened and we were just at home, we were like, we're going to make a YouTube channel. We're going to take this seriously. And the YouTube channel didn't go well. (laughs) We got no traction over there, but it like taught us how to work together and that we could be creative together. And then we each started building presences on Instagram that actually started working a bit more for us. And so I think it was about a year down the line of that where we were like, okay, this started together. We're really happy that we can have our individual identities Mm -hmm. on social media. But I do think like when it comes to you know, being able to have conversations with each other rather than just being one person. And we can kind of challenge each other and bounce off of each other. We really wanted to do something where we could bring that back together because we think there's, you know, there's strength in us Mm -hmm. in the relationship that we have and being able to create content from that perspective, as well as having our own individual channels. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't necessarily like someone saying, oh, let's do this do you like this idea? It's kind of, we've always been creative or wanted to create something or be in this space. Um, And then we took individual routes to building social medias. And then we wanted something together because we valued our individuality on social media. 
And we wanted something that we could put effort into and build together apart from that. And so a podcast just, it was, it was an obvious route. It was an obvious decision. We just took it and ran with it and we've been doing it ever since. That's amazing. Do you ever like disagree when you're talking about something? On the Absolutely. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wait, I love that. you. I'm like, I don't know why I'm acting like this is the first time I've ever encountered twins, but I love that you guys <laughs> so like, just said absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we definitely do. And I mean, that's, it's challenged our relationship a little bit as well too, because it's like now where we share friends and we share family and we also have to be on the same page on you know what the content that we want to share and the mm-hmm. ways of working that we have and so there are definitely times where we each might want to take a topic in a different direction and we you know but I think we've gotten pretty good at bringing it back together and kind of setting the stage beforehand of like okay this is the topic yeah. what are your opinions on it and what you plan to share and like are we on the same page there so that we don't get into an episode and are like wait that is not what I was thinking, yeah. you know, which has happened before. Yeah, it's happened before. And I think having varying opinions, like our little question and answer segment is called the double take because it's interesting to have two different opinions on something when people, especially when people are writing in their own experiences, their own questions. But for the macro, like, what is this episode going to be about? Sometimes we start talking and we each take it in two different directions. And then we're like, hold up that's not what I wanted to talk about. And it's taken a while. It's been a bit of a learning curve to figure out how to navigate that and how to make it beneficial, not only for us and take away the headaches of us like fighting about (laughs) episode topics or like episode content, but also for listeners to make it a a seamless and actual, actually beneficial episode Mm -hmm. content wise. Wow, that's amazing. Wait, do you know The Toast? It's a podcast. I don't know if you know. I think I've heard of it, but I don't think I've listened. Okay, it's just they're they're sisters. And what you just said reminded me. So they don't talk about like personal stuff. It's like a pop culture type of podcast, but they like bicker. And sometimes Mm -hmm. like some, I I never noticed the cut, but sometimes like they'll do a cut and then Claudia will be like, okay, I just had to cut out that part because we were literally arguing about (laughs) what we were saying. So it's like so funny because they're, they just, they bicker throughout it. And I guess sometimes it like gets, goes a little bit too far. Then they just, they cut it out. We got our fair share of cuts, but. (laughs) That's funny. All right. So let's get into everything. Cause like you said, you're all about healthy living, balance, confidence, all types of goals, girls with goals. So something that I talk about often on for the girls is balance. I think that, you know, there, there's so much to life that, you know, well, I don't want to start answering my own, there's there's so, there's just so much to life that you have to be okay with. Like not everything, you know, is going to be perfectly even down to your diet not everything is going to be like perfectly healthy meals 100 percent of the time mm-hmm. right like there's balance so that's just how life is i personally think that it's really admirable that you girls are you know prioritizing balance on health and wellness and just your lifestyle in general at such a, a young age like you said you're 21 and you've been doing this for two years at 19, I don't know if I even knew anything about, you know, wellness or anything like that. So I want to know what that's like for you both. Like, how did you find, again, Mm -hmm. at this young age, a health and wellness routine of balance that works for you? Yeah, I think it definitely starts with 
realizing that balance like is something that you need to find I think that before anyone can prioritize balance you like you likely have a period where you feel imbalanced you feel like one thing's taken over and I think that we both experienced that I know we mentioned before we grew up in Hong Kong a bit so we're from New Hampshire we moved when we were uh, we were like 10 to 14 when we lived in Hong Kong and I think that opened us up to like a totally different lifestyle than what we were used to in like our small town of New Hampshire we were able to travel we were at an international school so we were seeing like all different lifestyles and all different cultures and I think that's the first thing that kind of opened my eyes to like oh there are multiple ways to live and everybody has a different background and there's not just kind of one set life and one set lifestyle and one set path so I think that first that experience first kind of implanted the idea of like you can kind of choose your own adventure a little bit in life. It's not all set in stone. And then we moved back to New Hampshire for high school. And I think then people talk a lot about culture shock when you move abroad. I think I was too young to really experience it then. I think I had more of the culture shock when I then came back. And I felt like the community that I was in, the culture that was kind of like in our high school and around kind of made me feel like boxed in. And so I was then kind of struggling with, okay, I'm feeling like I just experienced this whole different lifestyle, but now I'm not really able to find it. I felt a little bit like not in control of my own life in that way. And so I think it was about like junior year, senior year of high school, where I really found fitness as an outlet to have something that like I felt like I was really in control in when I was kind of a bit too young to like take control over my entire life at that point. Mm -hmm. And so that became huge for me. I was going to the gym all the time. I had always been like kind of on and off with sports. Like I'd always been an active kid, but finding this route of personal fitness and this like individual fitness journey was something new and something that I felt like I had, you know, sole control over. And then like, unfortunately, I think a lot of people experience when they first get into that individual fitness is it can become a bit of an obsession because there can be too much of a good thing. And so I think at 17 or so, I definitely took it too far and it went into a more disordered route where it became kind of like the only thing that I cared about because I took something that first was kind of like a sense of independence and having control and like finding some freedom in my life to then being like, okay, this has, this is everything. And so for me, that kind of pushed this other journey of like, discovering that for me balance means that no one aspect of my life can take over so much that it starts taking away from others because then I was like no longer being social then I no longer really cared about traveling like I used to like I was kind of losing my other passions because it was all like fitness and food and so that kind of set off this new journey of like okay I don't want that to be all that my life is about I want to remember like everything that I care about in life and so that is kind of my long-winded story of realizing that balance was important to me in different ways and so since then it's kind of been a journey to find a balance at every point of my life of being able to include all of the things that I love and all the things that I serve me in my life to the extent that not one takes over so much that I'm sacrificing others. Wow. <laughs> I was like, that's a long spiel, but I'm like, it kind of like, it's not something that happens overnight deciding like, I need balance. I'm going to find a balance. Like usually I think you have these moments of like, oh, I need balance. Yeah. Like, I need to figure this out. And with any change, you have to almost hit that discomfort before you can 
take effort and take steps to, you know, make comfortable change and get out of that discomfort. And I think that is where balance comes from. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around the weight of different stressors in life. And no matter how big or small, when we keep them bottled up, it could start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can even be there to just empower you to be the best version of yourself or to also help you practice setting and enforcing boundaries too. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists if need be at any time for no additional charge. Therapy has never been made so easy before. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash for the girls today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash for the girls. We're all girls here, so I think it's safe to say we all agree that we mostly look forward to going home every day simply so we could take our bras off. We wear bras because we have to, not because we want to. But today's sponsor, Honey Love, just might be the thing that changes that for you. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that make you sweat. Honey Love has started a revolution of bras you actually want to wear. Their bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire altogether without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft, it'll feel like a second skin and you'll forget you're even wearing it. For a limited time, only you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash for the girls. Support my show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash for the girls. I personally started wearing Honey Love over the summer and was in shock of how comfortable I felt in their bra and shapewear. I'm a huge shapewear girly, especially for special occasions like a wedding to wear under a dress. And sometimes they're just so uncomfortable, too tight. They roll down, they roll up and end up becoming more of a burden than anything else. But I felt so confident wearing Honey Love. It was a totally new experience for me. And now I swear by them. So treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash for the girls. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash for the girls. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. One, I think being in college and being so young, it's very different now, even in the last like two years than it has ever been because health and wellness is so promoted both socially online like in communities to a deeper extent than it ever has been so I think that is huge people are we whenever we have these conversations everyone's like how when I was 21 I was not working out I was not doing this but I think the culture has shifted and again in the last like couple years even that that is the norm which is great because people have a better baseline education and maybe I mean we live in we go to school in Boston. So we live in a city that could influence it. But I think people are just a little bit more motivated and like as a baseline to live a healthy lifestyle. And that has so much to do with this idea of balance and the idea of like ideal lifestyles that are promoted on social media. And I think that is a positive thing. We could talk forever about the negative things that come out of social media, but both Carolyn and I learned 
fitness and we got into fitness and a lot of these health tips through social media. And even though for both of us, we took kind of extreme roots and moved away from this idea of balance, like that is still how we got into it. That is still how we were exposed to this realm of like personal fitness, personal wellness. And it's taken a personal journey in order to get to a point of like true balance. Mm -hmm. But I think regardless of what we're talking about, of course, we're talking about healthy lifestyle, but balance can become work-life balance. It can become like personal or social or family social, whatever it may be. There are so many different elements to balance that go way beyond healthy, the good and the bad parts. And I think knowing what you want to focus on in life is the first step to understanding balance. And so this may be not something that, oh, maybe fitness took an extreme role in your life and overpowered everything. Maybe it's just that you don't have the motivation to do a lot of things and you want to add these things into your life, knowing what you want to include in all different facets. So maybe it's health and wellness. Maybe it's like family relationships. Maybe it's your personal relationship, work, lifestyle, like hobbies, whatever it may be. Those are all different facets that feed into this idea of balance. And it's often portrayed on social media. Of course, we've all seen the like reels and TikToks of someone working out and like drinking green juice and then going out. And like they have this aesthetic, healthy lifestyle during the day. And then they also go out and they party and they like go like have dinner with their friends and do that. And that's almost saying like the good and the bad. It's polarizing, which we would like to talk about. But balance is so much more than that. It's just multiple facets of your life it's multiple areas and so knowing what you want is the first step to reaching that idea of balance because you can know to make space for everything that you want and that's huge it's about intentionally making the space for what you want to include in your life Mm -hmm. for somebody wanting to find more balance I would say the first step is to get honest with yourself about what you really value like are if your values are feeling healthy, your family, maybe education or career, understanding what those buckets are of things that you value and then placing, you know, what the what the activities are that go in that, you know, whether it's work or classes or family dinner once a week or four workouts a week and kind of filling those buckets um, in a way that makes sense for you and your lifestyle and making sure that you place something into each of your values. Hmm. I love that. I think that that's so smart. And it, and it makes sense because then you're able to say that you were doing it in a tangible way, like actually mm-hmm. tracking it, say that you were, you know, whether it be on your phone or on like an app or just like some way, shape or form of like actually paying attention to mm-hmm. those things, then you're able to see like, what you didn't spend any time on this week, what you want to spend maybe more time on next week. There's even something that I do with my clients, uh, the four quadrants. And it's like four boxes that you would like fill out of. I love it. I like it. I don't really like it. I don't Mm -hmm. enjoy it. And like, I absolutely hate doing it. And it's basically like putting everything that you know that you do like on your daily basis into the four quadrants Mm -hmm. and you would break them like when you look at them as like love, love it, like it, dislike it, hate it. What they're also actually meaning underlying that is um, I want to like start doing this or I want to do more of this or I want to do less of this or I want to stop doing this altogether. Yeah. And that's it, such a good exercise. I love that. It reminds me of like the buckets because like it's basically like all another way of doing your buckets mm-hmm. per se of uh-huh. like actually paying attention and doing yeah. the mindful work of like, 
this is something I want to keep doing, or this is something I don't want to keep doing. This is something I want to make more time for. This is something I want to make Mm -hmm. less time for. Because it is so easy to let something overpower your life or to let something kind of fall by the wayside. If you're like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. It could still be super important to you, but it's just not easily fitting into your life. So it's going to take that little bit of extra effort to kind of schedule in or plan or make time for. And it's so easy to not do that. And then a couple months go by and you're like, oh, wow, I haven't haven't yeah. put any energy into that. I haven't done this activity or spent time on this hobby, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And when it's something you really want to do. So I think just being, having a little bit of intention behind what you're doing is going to go such a long way for balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One more thing that we talk about is like a macro view of balance versus a micro view, because it's not realistic or possible for everything in your life to be perfect at the same time like that's just never gonna happen and so a little bit of it is also following the natural flow of your life whereas you know fitness and traveling are two things that are hugely important to me but traveling is not something that I can do every day every week every month of my life and so when that is a part of my life it usually takes more weight out of other things but on a micro level, it's not their day to day, but from a macro level, it may be a few weeks out of the year, but when it's there, it takes precedent. And then maybe fitness is a little bit less during those times of travel. But then when travel's not there, fitness has more space to be more heavily in it or mm-hmm. career or something like that. And maybe sometimes naturally you're feeling drawn to be way more social with friends, whereas other times you're feeling drawn to be, you know, way more independent and self-focused. And so I think there's the daily balance of just like making sure you make time for everything in your daily and weekly routine, but also just understanding that, you know, there's going to be balance throughout a year of your life where Mm -hmm. some months are like the holidays are going to be way more family focused than another time. That doesn't mean that you need to like be like, Oh my God, I need to fix this balance and strip this back. It also has to do with kind of going with that natural flow of life and just making sure that overall there's a bit of a balance too, Mm -hmm. even if in certain phases things take over. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're girls with goals, our audience, how we are. And I'm assuming your audience, because I know how you are as well. Like mm-hmm. we like to do a lot. We like to do a lot and I'm going to fill my days as best as I can. But I also know that I can't do everything to the absolute extreme every single day. And that is huge in understanding balance. So we talk about it kind of, I always say like the ratio rule, because your life is, you break down all the different buckets. Like we just talked about it's going to be a ratio of maybe fitness is like taking up, taking up the ratio and the rest are going to adjust to kind of fit to that. And that ratio of what is the most time consuming and effort consuming part of your life is going to change throughout months, years, whatever it may be. But understanding that they're all parts and on the Mac, thinking about it on the macro level, they're all parts of your life you're not going to be stressed about, oh my God, I didn't like see these people today. You can see them, you can see them next week. And that's not, that's not like pushing something away. That's just understanding that in order to do everything to the extreme and to do everything that you want to do, you can't do everything every day. You just need to focus intentionally, put effort into it as you're doing it and make time and space throughout your life to include all these parts yeah so it's a bit of it's a bit of intention behind it and then it's a bit of also um 
you know, just going with the natural flow of life and having a bit of trust in it as well. So yeah. even the mindset around balance is a bit of a balance mm-hmm. itself. It's it's all complicated in a way, but I think it should feel a bit more natural than, um, you know, we make it out to be even just by this conversation. Like you don't have to be intricately marking every single thing that you do in your day, but it could be keeping a daily planner. It could be doing some journaling every once in a while with that intention setting. And then, you know, staying true to those things, but also following the natural flow of life. Yeah. You know, I think it also has a lot to do with like giving yourself grace. Um, how mm-hmm. you just said like having trust in like your life, having trust in like yourself, having trust in your timeline and giving yourself grace around that because maybe one week things won't go according to plan or you know there's things that have been like sickness and life you know is unexpected and sometimes things just happen that you know may even set you back like just by a couple days and then people get anxious of like now I'm behind schedule now I didn't get to do this now I didn't get to do that but I think that's like quite literally the opposite of what balance is meant to be like like it's meant to simplify things rather than complicate things and yeah so I would say that yes of course maybe we are getting very in detail about it but it's ultimately just to offer like the perspective of what it is on the grand scheme and not to like overcomplicate. it's not to like make anyone feel like wait I'm not balancing correctly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that that's, you know, just important to, because some I think a lot of people these days struggle altogether with, mm-hmm. you know, I actually posted a TikTok talking about this. Um, what happened was a video, a girl's video came up and now I actually want to see, you know, hold on. I want to pull it up to see what, what it was because it, it actually went very viral my most viral video lately i haven't okay. been going viral but it got 1.2 million views okay. so, so it's a, good it's a stitch and the first girl is saying she's the first girl the first girl is saying the girl i stitch is saying when someone asks you what you do for fun and you come to the realization that you simply don't have any fun i stitched that with my own story time mm-hmm. from 2019 so that was what 4 years ago how old am I? I'm 28. Okay. So I was 25. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I think COVID messed me up and I think I'm still 25. So oh, absolutely. okay. So I was 24 and I was in, you know, I, I was running my businesses and whatnot. And I had gotten acquainted with this older gentleman who was kind of like a business mentor to me. Like not really. We only spoke on the phone a couple of times, but he mm-hmm. just offered like um, you know, different perspectives because he was in my industry for like 40 years, right? And I'm yeah. 24. So he's like double my age of like yeah. even being in the business. Mm-hmm. So he had been asking me, he asked me a series of questions. I kind of forget what the other two questions were, but it was three questions. One of which he asked me if money like was no object, if money didn't matter, if you could do anything in the world for work, what would you do? Like remove money from the equation. Like w- w- you can do any job, what would you do? Um, And so I I answered by saying, I would do what I do currently. I love what I do. Like I make good money. I have fun. My job doesn't even feel like work, you know, like it's, and I went on this whole like answer about how I would specifically do what I do now. No questions asked. And he said to me, 
So what I was actually asking you when I asked you that question was, what do you do for fun? Because when I asked you, if money didn't matter, what would you do for work? You could have said anything and you mm-hmm. named your actual job, which tells me you don't have any fun in your life. It tells me you don't like you You didn't get creative and say, you know what? Like, I love um making fun recipes. I'd be a random recipe chef or mm-hmm. I love pottery I would do pottery like yeah. you know like you didn't start to mention even things like swimming yeah. you, know, you didn't mention any sort of hobby of things like that that you do unpaid you mentioned specifically a job which tells me mm-hmm. you don't have fun in your life so I said this in the video and I think it went viral because everybody can relate like yeah. no yeah. one has a life outside of work that or people were in the comments being like, you're a loser for not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay. Um, But truthfully, after that conversation, like I changed my life, like I just started to um, give myself more grace, have more fun. I mean, I mentioned pottery, because that's actually a hobby I took up. I did like a pottery class for months every week. And guess what? I sucked at it. But the (laughs) whole thing was like, I didn't set goals for it. Like the people that were in there were taking it really seriously. And like, they were coming after hours. And I'm like, I don't want to stress about fucking pottery. Like, I just want to make terrible things. Like, let it just be bad. Um, I think, I feel like everyone should be so bad at their hobbies. Like, I feel like you suck at your hobbies. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a mindset I've tried to take on because I have a tendency to like, if I do something, I almost like want to identify with it and I want to be the best at it. I have so had to let that mindset go because I'm like, that's holding me back from just having fun with things and just even doing things because I'm like, if I don't have the capacity to do it 100%, I can't do it at all. Um, That's not worth anything. Like I can go do a little bit of everything and have fun with it and like not put pressure on myself. So I... That's a good question to ask. That's one yeah. that would probably trip me up too. Yeah, I was like, like, I feel like I have fun, but I think I take take things a little too seriously. When I was younger at that age, like when I started my business, I didn't. Like when I was younger before I was like doing business, I of course I had tons of fun. But then once I started like working online and whatnot, I was honestly so addicted to the hustle mm-hmm. of like, why would I waste time having fun if like a few more minutes on my phone yeah. on social media could totally. like help me build my brand? So that was that was that. Speaking of hobbies, I'm curious if you girls have hobbies that you personally like or that you recommend for other people because mm-hmm. I think a lot of girls want to have hobbies, but they don't even know what they like. How do you find yeah. out what yeah. you like or what's fun for you? Yeah, I think one the mindset that I was just talking about of like taking everything too seriously get rid of it you're not gonna find something that don't you don't do like. what I do don't do what I do you're not gonna find something that you like without trying different things and seeing what naturally clicks with you we had an episode yesterday where we were talking about taking control of your own life and I a huge point that we mentioned that is like finding hobbies or independent activities that feel like they're just your own Mm -hmm. and there's something that you can enjoy doing without anybody else and it feels like your own like kind of independent thing and so I think big things that that could be love for a lot of people that could be music it could be art it could be um some sort of like fitness and wellness you know some people like yoga could be that thing but it could be something like art this summer like I've I'm and I'm awful at art I've always said that I'm the least artistic person ever but I've like painted outside a couple of times this summer because I was like you know what I think this would be fun and relaxing and different for me and I think that it could like push me to try mm-hmm. something different so we've been doing that we've we're on the ocean so we've both surfed a little bit this summer even though we're awful 
surfers. And I think just trying those new things that even things that you've always told yourself you're bad at or are not the things that you do is the first step to kind of finding Mm -hmm. what that thing is. Yeah, I think independence is huge. I mean, we talk about this a lot just between the two of us being a twin or like having super close friends or some people have like tight knit friend groups that always you like travel in a pack or you always do something together. I think independence is huge just to reiterate the fact that like you are your own person and so doing something whether it be a hobby or like taking yourself to lunch or whatever it may be doing something by yourself or something outside of your typical you know routine and friend group and circles Mm -hmm. is huge to reinstill the idea that like you are your own person I think it helps a lot with confidence and just like personal security but Again, I think hobbies, you should be bad at them. Like they should not be, and I have a tendency to do this as well. If I start a hobby or start something new, I'm like, this has to be my new personality trait. It has to be the biggest thing in my life. Like it has to be who I am. Not like this is who I am now. Um, (laughs) And I feel like a lot of hobbies as well are creative because we don't have a lot of space in our typical lives, like nine to fives, whatever type of job you hold. If you're not in a creative space, there is not a lot of organic space for creativity and so putting extra effort into creative hobbies or physical hobbies I think are huge because those two are hard to get just in your daily life but Mm -hmm. this summer I mean I love an activity at the end of the day I'm such an activity person I will say yes to any activity and so we have done a couple paint nights Mm -hmm. I can't paint like one of our good friends at home paints I don't think she paints like officially but she's just like really good at (laughs) painting And so we would like go over to her house and we would the whole like her brothers got in on it. Like we're all painted. We're all so bad at painting. And she, of course, like did something good. We're like, I'm just having the time of my life out here. Um, I also think hobbies shouldn't be your typical like day to day life. Like they should be external. They should be something that add variation and depth to your life. And so um, out of the norm for me or like kind of off brand, I guess, is like I love building things and like I'm not good at it I don't I don't do like big things but like anything I love like holding a power tool or doing something um so we have like surfboards and I was like hey I hung up a surfboard like rack kind of in our garage and so now it's like a surfboard wall or like we drive a jeep and so I love anything to do with like I will take the doors off myself any day of the week like switch the roof my dad and I just put up a like hoist for the top and I'm like in the garage with a stud finder like having the time of my life like I'm wearing a skims onesie holding a stud finder like a power tube I'm like this is so niche and I eat it up or so we live on the coast and our dad has a boat and I like will take any opportunity to like go clean the boat with him or do anything like I love the that aspect of it yeah 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 Yeah. which is interesting because I'm like not as much I'm like I feel like I am so hands-on like go for it with every other aspect of my life that I would maybe want a more calming hobby so to yeah. ramble off a few more artistic ones like <laughs> pottery like you I do so painting fun. Like, I want to find a pottery class now I know painting so, like, like something so therapeutic with that. that I think just choosing something and like that feels therapeutic to you like it could literally it could be knitting you could learn how to sew something and start like making cool clothes for yourself and that actually would be fun like go thrift and then know how to sew and like upcycle things like just yeah I think there's a lot of fun creative things that you could try and then if you want something more physical this is random but if you're in college I know some friends who like randomly joined intramural leagues and then got really into um 
like frisbee, frisbee and like just random sports with like no pressure because they were just intramural leagues at school so there's there's some fun things that you could try there we do well. a huge our like friend group at school so our school people are in and out like everyone studies abroad everyone we do co-ops so we don't every kind of other semester you're working a nine to five rather than taking classes and so people leave Boston and so everyone's in and out you don't necessarily have like the whole friend group around all the time but next semester is everyone's like last semester it's our our fourth year of school Mm -hmm. so everyone's gonna be back in Boston and one of our friends was like guys we're joining intramurals like as a team I don't care what sport we do we're just gonna make a team and enter and we're all gonna learn a sport together and like play on a team that sounds it's just gonna be like so funny that it's so fun (laughs) but anything kind of out of the ordinary away from your typical day-to-day outside of your routine I think the main goal with hobbies is just like challenge yourself like exert energy in different ways add variation add depth strengthen your independence and that all comes back to like your so it may be silly but like having stupid hobbies that you're bad at or can do alone just reiterate your self and like how you show up in the world it's almost like do something that maybe is even opposite to your everyday exactly because I think it stretches you and it can teach yeah. you to give yourself grace like you're talking about because you're yeah. choosing something you know you're not going to be good at. It kind of gives you that mental practice of like letting go of the boundaries you might have on yourself. Yeah, I, I feel it's funny, too, because like I think a lot of people have the mindset of like you have to like you have to make money doing the thing. Mm-hmm. But like if you do say that you even are like a terrible dancer and go take like a dance class or something like that. Like your mindset will never go in that direction. And this is a perfect segue for my next question, because we talk a lot about wellness, obviously, and more so on the physical aspect, the fitness, the health aspect of it all. But something that is hand in hand with physical wellness is also mental wellness and mental health. And I think these things like hobbies can be either really good and helpful, you know, to your mental health, or it could be even detrimental if you start stressing about like perfectionism and things like that. So I think all of this stuff is is connected between the physical health and the mental health. So I want you girls to talk about that a little bit more because I think your age, like I said, you're like this young age where I think a lot of girls in your position are very like impressionable. Honestly, I think I've maybe it's just that social media is bringing it more to light. I feel like I hear more and more and more about people struggling with mental health. Mm-hmm. So to connect that all, like how how important has your mental health journey been or just mm-hmm. the journey in general of like loving yourself, having that unapologetic confidence, like you girls mentioned, mm-hmm. confidence is very important to you. And even things like loving your body, again, at this age, like such an important time. What is that experience like for you girls? I think mental wellness is the most important thing because no matter where you are physically, like we live inside of our heads. That is what is running. It doesn't matter like what, I mean, obviously it matters what our external environments are and situations are, but at the end of the day, like you can be in the best place on earth and have bad mental health, or you can be able to make the most of every situation and have a more positive mindset. And so I think the narrative that runs through your mind 
dictates everything. It's going to tell you how to feel about yourself. It's going to tell you what you're worth. It's going to guide your actions and your habits and what you allow yourself to do because it's guiding what you believe you're able to do and you deserve to be able to do. And so you need to get that on your side because that is going to be like the keystone of everything else happening. So I think that's why, you know, even though we talk a lot about health as it pertains to like fitness and nutrition, I think we're both even more passionate about mindset aspects of it and mental health aspects of it. Because I think that that guides not only the fitness and nutrition side, but it guides how you're going to show up as a person and how you're able to move your life forward and how you feel about yourself, um, how you treat other people, like everything is rooted in mental health. And so I definitely think it's like the number one thing to focus on. And with all the like with the gym, of course, there's a physical like you want to look and feel good and strong. And that's a huge and such a valid part of fitness. But just as big, if not bigger, is feeling like yourself, feeling motivated, feeling energized, feeling confident. And we can talk about confidence in depth, but confidence is separate from your physical appearance. It's separate from like how you look how you exist like your specific actions it's above that it's like we always talk about the recipe for confidence mm-hmm. and the parts of that are like being proud of yourself trusting yourself being secure in yourself which is huge um being secure in yourself i think is the main idea behind like the mental and physical aspects of like mm-hmm. healthy living working out all these things and the security with yourself kind of makes it so that your confidence and your self-belief, it's not contingent on how you're performing or what you look like. Mm -hmm. It means that those things can change and they can ebb and flow. And obviously you want to be doing your best, but you know, your positive perspective on yourself is not contingent on anything Mm -hmm. else. And that's huge to build a foundation so that when you go, obviously everyone's mental health to different extents is going to go through phases. It that's how life works. That's how like people work. Um, and so having the confidence and security and trust in yourself is that you can make it through all of those times that you can like be happy and excited and feed into the ups and like the neutrals and like know how to handle and get through and appreciate even the lows. And I think they all are so important. Like every side of it, you're obviously not going to live your life on an absolute high. Like that would probably get uncomfortable just as like living on a low point all the time gets uncomfortable, but we need that variation. We need to go through neutral and have the different aspects in order to like be comfortable in ourselves and like be appreciative and feel like we are Mm -hmm. living our lives. I think self-love, it all comes down to your relationship with yourself. I think our world can move very fast and it's, Oh, not necessarily natural in everybody's lives to spend time just with themselves or be reflective on yourself because there's so many other things that we can fill those empty spaces with. We would rather turn on the TV and just have entertainment or be scrolling on our phones, which is like all things that we can do. But we should also make sure that we're taking some of our time to like, you know, look inward and be reflective with ourselves because it's your relationship with yourself that I think guides everything. And so that could look like 
building a journaling habit where even if it's just once a week, you're, you're making it the habit of kind of getting reflective about how am I feeling? Where do I want to go? What does this mean? Because even if you make the habit of writing that down once a week, that's going to, you know, put that in your mindset or that's going to get that in your mind that, you know, that's a way of thinking. And then even if you're not journaling, you might be a little bit better about thinking that way and being a bit more mindful. I think it's trying to like slow down a little bit and practice mindfulness when you feel yourself getting a little bit anxious or getting a little bit overwhelmed is like that slow down. Okay. Why am I feeling this? Or just kind of slowing down and like thinking about anything in life. I think we always kind of have a running narrative and sometimes it can feel like your brain is like talking against you or it's this separate thing, but trying to really focus on like bringing that into alignment and, you know, being, being um, good with your mind and having that relationship, which I actually think the hobby thing can be a really great thing at building because it can put you out of your comfort zone. It gives you time and space to just like think and be with yourself. And so I think, you know, if nothing else, even having a hobby is a great way to start building a more positive relationship with yourself. I love that. I I think, I mean, that information is invaluable. Like, I think everyone needs to hear that at any age, you know, at Mm -hmm. any point. I know I've highlighted the youth, but like, I think everyone can still learn from that. It's, it's really important. I mean, to highlight more specifically, that security within yourself, I think what ultimately happens in someone's life, the more secure they are with themselves, the more willing that they are to fail, the more willing Mm -hmm. that they are to go through trial and error, because you're not going to beat yourself up over it. If things don't work out, you're not going to get mad at yourself the second that things don't go according to plan, because you're just going to be able to like, all right, like fall, what is that saying? Like fall down seven times, get up eight, something like that. You're going to be able to just keep going. There's actually like one saying that's like the difference between a winner and a failure is that a failure quit and a winner kept failing. Mm -hmm. Like winners are constantly failing. And by winner and failure, I don't mean something as specific as like winning a prize Mm -hmm. or having the most money. I just simply mean people people who keep going people who succeed and people who maybe don't see that same type of success because they quit too Mm -hmm. soon you know maybe a failure Mm -hmm. failed one time and quit after they failed whereas a winner is like well I failed 12 times and so I got up 13 times and I kept going um and I think you know that is a big part of that security with yourself and just generally speaking I also think that you know it, it is great to see how mental health has been becoming something very openly talked about the past like few years like with you know social media and with TikTok and whatnot and I think like I think Anne Catherine said before like you could go on and on about the negatives of course of social media Mm -hmm. like there is so much to it but I also think like you know if you have that security within yourself you're not just going to look at what other people are doing and get insecure, whether they have this or they have that, you're going to be inspired, you're going to see a way to, you know, have like this outlet of a new positive way of like living and thinking and feeling. And so I think that security within yourself and that that unapologetic Mm -hmm. confidence, like we said, is like, it's, it's truly everything. And I'm curious, if you girls always, you know, like, were you girls on a mental health journey do you have like a before and after do you have a struggle or would you say that you just always kind of had this strong mindset and these beliefs 
Um, I think some of it is just it, like a tiny bit of it is just intrinsic. I know we were talking about on the episode we did with you for Girls with Goals about, you know, you've always been a confident person. I think uh, some of that is just built in you, like born in you, but no matter who you are, it's always going to be something that will be strengthened, will be tested. And it's never done, done growing stronger, done like changing or whatever it may be. So of course we've both had bouts of like struggles or testing our mindset, testing our mental health. Um, And through that, you know, you're able to learn a lot more and strengthen it. And, you know, when you encounter something similar, the next time you're going to either know how to handle it or it's not going to bother you as much. And that's just life experience. Like, of course, as you grow, as you experience more things, you're going to be tested. You're going to be challenged. You're going to reach these like super low, low points and know how to handle it and know how to deal with it. Just the value of experiencing low points is huge. And you're going to come out of that. And maybe your neutral has moved a little bit. I always like to think about like highs, lows, and neutral. I think neutral is huge. You have to live in it for phases of life just as much as you have to live in the highs and the lows. But as you experience and get better at the lows, like that neutral is going to be moved up. So that when you are just like vibing, living your life, just existing as you do, you're going to have a better outlook on life. You're going to feel stronger. You're going to feel more confident, more secure in yourself. And you do that through going through those challenges and going through those like super low points, however long or however frequent they may be, I think are huge in strengthening and like, it's always a journey. So of course, like everyone has had a journey to get to where they are in their mental health it's individual, it's unique for everyone, but it's huge for everyone. Mm -hmm. No matter how much confidence you can have intrinsically, like there's going to be something that you either struggle with or are challenged with or need to work on. Like if you're super confident and maybe you need to build a bit more self-compassion or maybe you don't quite have the confidence and you need to work on that self-belief and the belief in yourself. And, And maybe it's even comes down to like, you know, productivity and not getting distracted. And I think there, there's so many mental things that you can dive into. So I don't think anyone's perfect. I think it's, it's definitely a continuous journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's all again, invaluable information. And I do have a little something else to wrap this up. So Mm -hmm. I do a little segment at the end of my podcast episodes called Dear Victoria where I have listeners send me their situations to get advice or insight or just, you know, to vent, whatever. And so I was I was looking through them and I have one that I think would be perfect for you two to answer instead. So I'm going to read that and yeah, get some absolutely. advice from you girls. Dear Victoria, I loved your podcast episode so much where you talk about how you struggled with friend groups in college. I'm in that boat right now. But a lot of my issues has to do with my own insecurities and body image issues. All of the girls either have fillers and Botox or boob jobs and whatever else. I come from a small town and I don't have anything done and I never struggled with body image issues before. But now I just feel like I don't fit in and I'm even willing to I'm considering starting to get these things done. Mm -hmm. Are they worth it? At this point, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to feel better about myself because I don't want to be miserable, but I don't want to do anything I would regret in the future. Any advice is welcomed. Thank you. I, my first initial thought with that 
is that it sounds like you have always had an intrinsic level of confidence and these are not things that you have even thought about before being placed in this environment with this specific group of people. So before, you know, going down the path of making any of those changes, I would think about if you displaced yourself from this group and you put yourself in a different group of friends, if you put yourself maybe not back in your hometown if that's not where you want to be but if you put yourself around your family or around some different friends that you know you have would you still be feeling this way and that might give you a better sense of is this something that I am naturally feeling or is this being triggered so much by this current scenario that would be different in a different environment yeah I think that's environment is huge I mean my first thought was one I would love to know what school you go to because <laughs> everyone has this <laughs> um I mean like maybe you Miami or something like that in I mean we go to school in Boston so this if someone had Botox like got a boob job I wouldn't think twice about it but it's also not the most common thing it's not common it's not a norm it's not common and then we I mean we grew up in New Hampshire a lot of people we went to high school with go to UNH and we have friends that go there now and I mean, I've never like been up there, but I would assume that that is so abnormal. Like if someone pulled up with a Botox or a boob job, it would be like the hot topic, like conversation. So I think environment is huge for that. And again, my first thought was if you college is four years, when you take yourself out of that environment, out of this friend group, if you change friend groups, whatever it may be, are you going to still want that? And I think the biggest thing about making changes, if it's a lifestyle change, if it's a job change, an environment change especially if it's like a physical change like Botox or boob job or something like having work done that is something that you are going to want to do for yourself only because of yourself if you are wanting to make these physical changes because of other people whether it's to fit in or for other people's approval or just to like not feel uncomfortable in this environment that's something that I promise you will regret whether you regret the actual change or you regret why you did it in the future, like that is not something that you want to be doing right now. If if you are baseline confident, if you feel good and secure about yourself, if you like truly love yourself and how you present, how you are, and there's still something that you want to change, by all means, if you've sat with that, if you've wanted this change for a while, if you are confident and comfortable with yourself in every other aspect, including this aspect, that you just want to like make a change and make it a little bit better by all means, like take the steps to do that because you're doing that for you. You're, you're already confident. It's not going to affect your like self image. You know what I mean? In, in negative or extreme ways, but I think doing it for someone else or if just to fit in is going to affect your self image and how you present in a negative or extreme way. And that is not something that you want to be. Mm -hmm. So my action plan for you would be get yourself even if maybe these friends are great I don't know who they are so I'm not like I'm not saying you immediately have to leave these friends but get yourself around some different groups of people that maybe it's not so polarizing if you feel so different than them and and you haven't done this but they all have get yourself around some different people and also work on your own inner dialogue and inner confidence and all of the different ways that we've talked about so far in this episode and just sit with this and then I think it'll give you a bit more clarity down the line of it sounds like you're in a point right now where I don't feel like desperate is necessarily the right word because I don't want to make you feel like you're desperate but that you're you said you're willing to do anything right now to make you feel like you fit in with this one group and that they're kind of putting a damper on your confidence so I would say get yourself 
a step away from that environment and kind of look inwards and decide if this is like something that you want to do for yourself or if there are other ways to improve your confidence either alongside that or separate from. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing that just came to my head too, thinking of this question was like, you know, what you, um, Carolyn, originally said was, is, are these beliefs like original or were they, you know, triggered and, or influenced? And I want to take that even a step further and say, not only were they like triggered by you just visually seeing these people, but were they actually like trying, were they actually making you feel bad about yourself? Like not only was it just like the way you feel from when you see them, or did people make you feel less than like, do girls make you feel yeah. bad about yourself? Do they actually put your looks down? Right. Um, because that, then that's a whole other conversation. Right? Yeah. That's In that case, other- leave the environment. Yeah. That that's case, a whole other situation there. Like if these people are actually verbally making you feel that way, then scratch everything we just said yeah just, <laughs> like don't even be friends with these people at all yeah, yeah. <laughs> just completely remove yourself from them when she initially says like i've loved your episodes talking about friend group struggles like i always really struggled with friend groups especially yeah. in college like mm-hmm. in college i you know had my share of like just really feeling like the odd man out and just really not feeling yeah. you know, like i belong absolutely and so you know i could not continue those friendships nor did they even want to continue the friendship with me so it's not even mm-hmm. like we had a you know like oh yep, I, it just, I know <laughs> yeah we just split like that was just it we literally just like I was just no longer in the group chat one day and I just like never spoke to them again like we went from hanging out to just like not talking anymore which was fine right. because we both knew that that friendship was over and so I'm like big on like I'm on team like remove yourself from that environment if that is genuinely how that environment makes you feel Mm -hmm. like if they're actually putting that on you but ultimately you know if it's coming down to just your own self then listen to the girls (laughs) (laughs) no I I absolutely agree I didn't want to assume that they were like shitty friends all over but I am absolutely with you that nobody should be making you legitimately feel that way. Yeah. Because yeah. even if they aren't saying it like verbatim or like telling you that you should be insecure about these things, they're probably that's, not supporting that's you. Maybe not an environment that you want to be around if someone is always like subconsciously putting you down or being around then makes you feel bad. That's no place where you should be. Yeah. Yeah. No. And you know what? you hit the nail on the head when you said maybe she's going to you Miami because I lived in Miami. So mm-hmm. I could be the one to tell you that that's probably where she goes. To. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, when I was in college, a few girls did have boob jobs and I think nose jobs. And mm-hmm. like, that was like, wow, where do you even get the money to do something? Yeah. yeah. Like, or the new thing like, that was like, like everyone thing. has lip filler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't start doing anything until after college. The only mm-hmm. thing I maintained was like my crazy nails. I had like my yeah. long acrylic set. Like, and I look back on those videos and I'm like, what <laughs> what was on my fingers? Like yeah. that was like terrible. Yeah, I, I could definitely not afford like maintenance and things of that sort. So maybe yeah. I'm in, I'm in a different generation. I don't know <laughs> what's going on these days. No, that is um, that is valid. I think honestly, <laughs> like you said, like a very influential period when you're young. Yeah. And so any any work being done, I think, even if that's like the culture of where you are, I think that is not necessarily the best thing to be in the environment of 
yeah you want it you want it on your own accord like by all means Mm -hmm. support you um but for other people any change you make for other people is just not not a change that you should be making yeah and again like I I really liked having you know you younger women on and like highlighting that age thing because I just think you know I do have a lot of young listeners and I think that I talk about you know what I would do but Mm -hmm. they could relate more to someone who's like in like that age you know situation so but again to reiterate like I really think that the information you girls gave is timeless and I think anyone and everyone can whether it be relate and resonate or just learn from it. So I really appreciate you girls for being here. Thank you for sharing everything. So tell the girls where they can find you and where they can connect with you. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having us. This was, this was such a great conversation. I'm so excited that we were able to come here and also do a swap. So you guys can go s- listen to more Victoria over on our podcast because we were able to interview her as well. Our podcast is Girls With Goals. And you can find our personal pages on Instagram and TikTok. Mine is Caroline Kaneen. And Catherine Kaneen. And the Girls with Goals TikTok or Instagram are both Girls with Goals pod on both platforms. And yeah, really, really appreciate both of these conversations that we've had. Both have been so great. And I've selfishly enjoyed chatting with you for both. So thank you so much for having us. (laughs) Thank you. And that's all we have for today on For the Girls, but there is so much more if you head over to Girls with Goals because you'll get to listen to my interview there. Thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, girls. Hey, I'm Charlene Joint, and you may remember me from season 18 of The Bachelor, and this is my husband, Andy. Hello. Together, we host Dear Shandy, a relationship podcast where we answer all your burning relationship questions and satisfy your guilty pleasure, aka bachelor needs. Not only do we provide the best bachelor recaps in all the land. So we're told. But we even bring on your favorite couples from Bachelor Nation for live double dates. Subscribe to Dear Shandy. We guarantee belly laughs, razor sharp advice, and to never take ourselves too seriously. 